to be honest, I've kind of had sort of an American point of view whenever thinking about it. So now that Andrew Tate's converted, it's really changed my mind towards the whole religion. I'm definitely going to look into it. Like, I have nothing against Islam. You're going to look into it, but you're not turning your back on Jesus, are you? Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. My dear brothers and sisters, there's been this YouTuber, his name is Sony Faz. Uh, forgive me if I'm wrong. But this brother, he was watching the reversion with uh, his mother, the, the Andrew Tate reverse story with Muhammad Ijab. And let's just say, let's just say things got a little interesting. So let's put it on and let, let's see what happens, all right? Andrew Tate recently converted to Islam. To be honest, I've kind of had sort of an American point of view whenever thinking about it. So now that Andrew Tate's converted, it's really changed my mind towards the whole religion. I'm definitely gonna look into it. Like, I have nothing look. against Islam. You're gonna look into it, but you're not turning your back on Jesus, are you? I'm just saying, I'm like, I'm gonna do research into it because if he is going into that religion and I value his words so much with everything else he's saying, I'm assuming it, it means something. Listen, nothing against it. You're Sicilian. Well, I think a lot of people who've been following me for a while understand that I've been very respectful of Islam for a long time. Yeah, sure. I was born in a Christian country. I was raised as a Christian and I've always been very respectful of Islam and it's become more and more obvious to me and, and more and more pertinent that Islam is the last religion mm. on the planet. Mm. When I talk about Islam, because I'm new to it, yeah. I, I, I'm a little bit careful, right? Because I'm new to it. I'm certainly not a scholar. There's so much I need to learn. I know I'm on a learning journey. I'm not here to sit here and, and talk scripture. I, I don't know those things yet. I'm here to learn. Yeah. But, and we're here at your assistance. Anything thank you, bro. Thank you. Honestly. Thank you. Yeah. But um, it's just for me, it feels like the last religion on earth. I feel like there's no other religion. People say to me, why did you convert? And I said, I don't really think, feel it as a conversion. I, it's almost like I knew God was real and now I've become religious. And they say, well, you were religious before. I was like, religious before how? Christian? Mm. What does Christian mean? Mm. Like, who's not a Christian? You go to Christian nations and everyone says they're a Christian. Look how they live their lives. Go yeah. into the average church. Is anyone actually fearful of God? Anybody? Mm -hmm. No. The girls are out on Saturday night drinking and then mm. they turn up to church because their parents made them. Mm -hmm. Like, there's, there's no substance to the religion. And also... Islam very closely reflects my personal beliefs. I, through my personal life, I've yeah. learned that if you don't have standards and you're not a strong person who's prepared to defend his ideas, you'll be crushed. Yes. And we look at most religions in the world today which are not prepared to defend their ideas, what's happened to them? They're just getting crushed. And yeah. now we have Christianity as an idea which has basically said, well, we can't set any firm rules because everyone will just quit. So instead, let's make it so easy to be a Christian that nobody has to put any effort in yep. and then accept everybody no matter what. And hopefully we can keep the church doors open. <laughs> Do you not agree with him to an extent with like this religion? I see why he thinks that. I mean, I can see my in my youth. So I, I made all of my sacraments in the Catholic Church, mm -hmm. but we didn't go to church every Sunday. We didn't sit at the kitchen table at night and talk about the Bible or biblical principles or, or the stories and how we could apply them to our own lives. We didn't. We were like, we phoned it in, all of it. But it was extremely important. Like when you had your baptism, communion, confirmation, every single thing was so important and you had to have a big party and the whole family had to be there and we had to make a fuss and you got all new clothes and that day was was critical in your in, as a stepping stone in growing up yet we didn't really that was it that was yeah it. you had a day where you put clothes on like that's, and, that's kind yeah. of his point it's and, a, and so so i i do see his point though i now 
am a practicing Christian and it is so very important to me and so part of my daily life. Like there's things that go on like while you're sleeping, you know, I'm on the Bible app and I listen to the verse of the, the verse of the day and then I read the devotional and I listen to like certain Christian artists songs that really help me feel connected and I go to church and you know since we moved to Florida I'm on the hunt for a new church because I miss the one I fell in love with in Boston. So I'm a different kind of Christian than the one he's talking about for him to just make a generalization about the whole religion about the whole religion is is kind of foolish All right, so i think she actually makes a decent point um but i think it's important to look at the whole picture when you look at christians generally it, she said that it's 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 wrong for him to generalize and i'd say for the most part we shouldn't generalize unless that the the statement is generally true like if i were to say well humans have you know uh, two hands well generally most humans have two hands not every single human being but I don't think anyone would have a problem with me saying generally um, humans have two hands. So same thing with Christians. When you look at generally at the people who claim to be Christian, and I know that some Christians are going to be of a certain denomination and say everyone else is not Christian. I understand that. But when you look at majority of people who, who claim to be Christian, who are, who are active and practicing by their standards or whatever, most of them, including the Pope himself, are reluctant to say something like homosexuality is a sin. The Pope recently said that it's okay to be gay. The Pope himself said that. So when the Pope himself, who is supposed to be a a world-class kind of uh, divine, not divine figure, but, you know, kind of arbitrator of the word of God and ex explainer of the word of God and deliverer of the message of God, saying things like that, then, of course, everyone else is going to kind of fold on those things. But when you look at Christianity as a whole, all throughout history, it was always changing. It was never a solid thing. When you look at the Bible that we have today, even though it's not preserved, let's let's just say for the sake of argument, what is in the Bible today is 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 true. And there are some things you can argue are true or false. But regardless, Jesus, it's recorded in the Bible that he said he did not come to abolish the law. He came to fulfill it. When Paul went to the non-Jews, the Romans and the, and the Gentiles, he abolished the law for them. Because if they knew that, okay, we have to circumcise our children, we can't drink, we can't eat pork, we can't uh, be adulterers, we can't commit sins, they're not going to accept it. So he boiled the religion down to just accept Jesus died for your sins. So who really betrayed Jesus? Who's really betraying Jesus? The one that looks into Islam or Paul himself. Paul went against uh, James, who became, who was, who was basically the brother of Jesus, who became the head of the temple when Jesus left. And he disagreed with Paul. So who's really betraying Jesus? Is it is it is it your son or anyone who's looking into Islam? Or is it Paul himself? Is it people who came and they're saying certain things are not a sin all of a sudden, even though it's very explicit in the Bible, the Old and or New Testament, that certain things are prohibited? Who's really betraying Jesus? Now let's take it a step further. Let's take it a step further. Jesus never actually claimed to be God. Jesus never actually claimed to be God. We discussed it before. And I'll show the whole book this time, inshallah. Five Gospels. We've discussed that book before. We know Jesus never actually claimed to be God. This is a valid historical opinion that scholars like Bart Ehrman have. But he never claimed to be God, but there was a point where he was made to be divine by other people later on. And certain words were put in his mouth that he never said. So who's really betraying Jesus? If Jesus came and he said, worship God alone, which is why he said he came, he said, uh, even recording the Bible, uh, if you believe it to be true, he said John in John 17, 3, so that they may know you, the only true God, 
talking to the Father, and Jesus Christ whom we have sent. Jesus himself, the Son, is referring to God as the only true God, or the Father as the only true God. Many verses, the Father is greater than I, so on and so forth, where you have to conclude in any logical and rational manner that Jesus is not God, nor did he claim to be God, but he worshipped the Father alone and called others to worship God alone. That's exactly what Islam says. That's exactly what Islam says. And it's, it's recorded in the Quran that on the day of judgment, God will ask Jesus, did you tell people to worship gods uh, or you and your mother beside me as gods? And Jesus will decline. He'll say, no, I never said that. And in Surah Tawbah, in the Quran, Allah, he says that the Christians say Jesus, the Messiah, is the son of Mary, is the son of God. And they're just repeating lies that the disbelievers before them have said. How do you today actually know Jesus said these things? You don't. And if he didn't, you're repeating lies that people have said before. So who's really betraying Jesus here? If anyone wants to be just to Jesus from a religious scriptural standpoint, then they would have to be Muslim. Because Islam is the only religion that accepts Jesus as the Messiah. So it doesn't negate him being a prophetic or, or, or messianic um, messenger. But it doesn't make him God. It doesn't put him above who he actually is and ruin his message. So the only real answer is Islam, if we're being honest. 100%. Keep it going, boy. And, and ignorant, I think. God to me is, is strong. God to me is something to be feared. Yeah. God to me is something, someone that people are afraid to mock. Yeah. God to me is someone that you have to go out of your way to prove something to. God to me has red lines. Yeah. Like God to me re represents the Islamic faith. The Christian God to me, I don't see God. I, yeah. I can't explain. I don't see anything there. So yeah. to me, it was it was the only logical choice wow. in the end. Mm. Alhamdulillah, man. I'm I sorry mean, that he doesn't many, see As you're saying this, I'm sure many people are like ecstatic and extremely happy. It's a great, it's a great thing for everyone, honestly, because... You know, just anyone coming into Islam is, is you know, the Prophet Muhammad told us better than the world and everything in it. Yeah. But imagine now somebody of major influence. I mean, you're the most Googled person on the planet. I'm not yeah. sure if you still have yeah. spot. I, th I think Putin might have beat me as of last week. But I think it's between me and Putin at the moment. Uh, <laughs> but I don't want to lose to Putin. Look, Putin's the big G. I don't want more enemies. Like, it's, it's fine, Vladimir. You can have it. <laughs> I never thought I'd hear you saying that statement. Yeah. He's Putin my favorite last year, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think we're just certainly the most Google. <laughs> but no, no. It's, it's, it's definitely something beautiful. And uh, a lot of people have... You know, you'd be surprised at how many women as well. Like... Because obviously the, the accusations of misogyny and stuff, which, yeah. you know, but, but a lot of women, alhamdulillah, especially in the Muslim world, they're absolutely happy. In fact, let me tell you a story. Just before I came here today, one, um, one particular woman, I can't remember her identity, but she's working as a school teacher yep. in London. And um, actually, my friend told me that she was uh, kicked out of school yep. because they had this campaign against you in the schools. I'm not sure if you're aware of it. I've seen, yeah, this was Are part you, of the cancellation. I did know about this. Yeah. yeah so in, in British schools, they, they said, you know, if you say anything good about if you if you say anything good about this person, or you have to be reported or prevent, <laughs> and if you say anything, you, you know, you have to kind of combat his extremism or whatever it may be, right? So she, because when you became Muslim, she abstained from doing that. She said, I can't really do that because yeah. you know, Islamic laws and it's, it's backbiting and he's got honor yeah. in Islam and so on. And unfortunately, they fired her from that from the position. Wow. So you can see that this is the level of encroachment we're talking about here. So, uh, and this shows you that the level of fraternity that exists. 
And not only the fact that, you know, when you're looking at Twitter or whatever, Twitter or whatever, social media, it's not a representation of what's really happening. On of the course, ground. of course. And yeah. I, I mean, that's that's crazy to hear. And what's most crazy is, yeah, the, the fervor behind this idea that I'm somehow extremist is truly it's truly clown world. Like I've sat as a professional and, and analyzed my content and understood which things can be taken out of context and which things were said in a way perhaps they wouldn't, shouldn't have been said before I was massively famous. But yeah. we have to sit here and understand that if you take anybody on the planet and give them seven years of YouTube and yeah. then they decide and they blow up big, you're going to be able to find 30 to 45 seconds of clip across all those years that can be taken out of context, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. and, 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 and it's truly crazy because they sit and say, oh, yeah, but, you know, the young boys are watching your stuff and... They, they don't truly understand all of it, and it, there's nuance that's missing. And, and my argument is very simple. My argument is, well, one, you're taking small clips out of context. And two, there's not a single piece of content on the internet that a 14-year-old boy can't misunderstand. Name yeah. somebody, name someone who's producing content on the internet that you would be 100% I mean, happy now, for a 14-year-old to... Drill artists, and so they're saying, I mean, I live in an area that's... I'm not going to mention the names of the, the artists, but they're talking about going, going to... The I know it is ironic, because then you just push rap and murder and all this horrible shit on these kids, mm -hmm. and then you're like, Andrew Tate is the, is the one that's... that's uh, yeah. The devil. That there was a time I was an atheist. There was a time when I was atheistic. Mm. And the reason I am now so absolutely certain that God is real is because yeah. I've seen evil. I've seen shaitan. I've seen it. When you see enough evil, you realize that there must be an equal and opposite force. And there are people out there in the world today doing the work of the devil, genuine demons, who are trying to destroy the baseline morality that's inside of all of us. We're all born with some kind of morality, and they're trying to destroy it. And that's exactly the Islamic understanding, that we believe that you're born with something called fitrah, which is the initial goodness. You're, you're, you're born with an innate belief, receptivity to believe in one God. Yeah. And then that is corrupted. In fact, there's a prophet, uh, hadith of the prophet, where he says, Kullu yuladu al Every born child is born upon this initial goodness. And then his father and mother or his parents, they socialize him into you know, Christianity, Judaism, yeah. Magiism. So the idea is that everyone is born with this initial uh, goodness and this initial uh, will or want to believe in God, one God, and then as you mentioned, I mean, it's, it's what you're mentioning here is really is profound because you're you're, you're mentioning a, a central doctrine in Islam. So if but, that but is if and, that is true, and, and that that's a I think that's a lovely belief. Mm -hmm. I, I really like that. If that is true that all people, all humans are born with that, then what what happens is you know like these Christians who he's talking about who are totally lost and and have no connection to their religion or any religion or any God, and they talk about it, but it's all just lip service. You know, they they have that's still in them, and they have a chance to come back to that i mean he he himself is 30 something years old and now just coming to this so who is he to to, to pass judgment on the christians oh yeah i, I don't like you. that and i saw the quran and it confirmed okay I, I think it's i think it's fair to um to discuss that point a little bit um do you want to start or should i uh get into it you go first bro all right bismillah so firstly, I want to say, um, just, just a, I don't want to say correction, because I don't want to start with oh, correcting Andrew Tate online and that stuff, because I think that can be very problematic. But just for anyone who might misunderstand, because Muhammad Ajab didn't say anything, we don't believe that shaitan is, is equal to Allah in any way. So when he says there has to be an equal and opposite force to evil, we actually, we don't believe, like if you're looking at like, you know, God being a force of good and, and, and shaitan being a force of evil, they're not equal. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is, there's no comparison to him. And there's nothing even you know uh, similar to him or close to him or comparable in any way. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala could could destroy Shaitan uh, ten billion years ago, 
and then create him again, destroy him again, do it and as many times as Allah wills. Shaitan has no power. All he does is waswas. He whispers to us and tries to entice us to do evil. And any good is from Allah and any evil is from shaitan and ourselves. So there's no equality there. Just, But I, I don't think that's the main point. He's making the main point that there is evil. Therefore, there needs to be something good, something enticing us to do good. And um, on the fitrah, the point that um, uh, Sunny's mom is making, if I understood her correctly, is that since he is now coming to this kind of like, you know, belief in God and, and, and doing good and, and this real genuine belief in Allah and belief to do good, then he shouldn't pass uh, judgment on the Christians. The difference is <laughs> he's not coming to Christianity. We believe that the goodness is that you follow the Prophet Muhammad and you accept Allah. You worship one God alone and you accept his religion, which is Islam. So even if, if uh, a Christian had this awakening where they want to be a good person, we don't believe they actually have the, the knowledge or the scripture to do that. Because when they go to the Bible, they get a whole uh, conglomerate, uh, like conglomerate or a multitude of different uh, views and verses and things that maybe even contradict each other. When you come to Islam, you get one kind of coherent way. You get one very easy system of life. Worship one God alone, enjoy good and forbid evil, and it's very clear what's good and what's evil, and, and so on and so forth. So that's what he's coming to. The Christians nowadays, even if someone wants to say, okay, let me practice and dedicate my life to God, what do they do? Really, what do they do? Because hmm. we're being real, they don't drink. They don't smoke. They don't uh, have uh, you know, intercourse before marriage. They, they, they don't say anything like holy F or holy whatever swear words. You know? How many of those people actually exist? And even those people, how many of them can you, you know, refute the idea of the Trinity to, which didn't come till 300 years later, using the Bible itself? So there's, I think, a multitude of problems. Hmm. Okay, so I want to I want to speak on the the point that Sony's mom was uh, making. And Sony, if you're watching this, and I'm I'm saying your name wrong, please forgive me, bro. Uh, but what I want to say is that your mom made you know she brought up the point of like, you know, people coming back to uh, the religion, coming back to God, and how Andrew Tate is coming back to God at thirty something years old, and how your own mom she came back, and she's you know really practicing and all that stuff. Let's keep it very simple. Right, let's keep things very simple. We all have an innate state that is almost like this moral compass. It lets us know what's good and what's bad. Okay, in Islam, this is called the fitra. Every single human is born with the fitra, the internal state, that moral compass. You look at a kid, a kid is innocent. A kid is intact with this moral compass, with their fitra. Okay, so the easiest way to understand, <coughs> forgive me for the cough, I'm a little sick. The easiest way to understand if, okay, which religion is actually it? Which path is actually it here? Listen, just, Put the religions in front of kids. See see what the kids say. See which one the kids um, begin to lean towards to. See which one the kids begin to ask questions. And the answers are made very simple for the kids. Listen, like, I, I grew up in Catholicism. 
I have many friends who grew up in Christianity. I later went into Christianity before I became Muslim. Like, it's not simple, my guy. Christianity is not simple. Catholicism is not simple. And they do a very good job of just mixing everything up, <coughs> complicating it. So again, if you want to keep it simple, take a kid who has the fitra intact and see what they lean towards. See where they gravitate to. Because the more you look into Islam, which I highly, highly suggest and advise you to look into Islam. Who am I to advise you? But I'm no one. I'm, don't, don't worry about who I am. Just take take what's being said and uh, take it with you. Do something with it. But I, I highly suggest that you look into Islam. Because in Islam, it's known that it's, it's the natural religion, right? It's the only religion that coincides with the natural religion. And the natural religion is the fitra. The fitra is going to go into the natural religion. So I'm going I'm to end it. I think I've said a little too much. But I hope you get the point. So many things for me, you know, like I've, even the conversations I've been having so far, so many things have been confirmed. And it's amazing the knowledge that's inside of it, which is so applicable today yeah, yeah. for, for, for an old book, right? You know, it's supposed to be old, but it seems yeah. so, so timeless. But it's truly amazing. But you're, you're totally right. And, the and the baseline morality, I don't think most people understand that when they're doing this under the guise of tolerance, when they're saying be so tolerant that you no longer believe in right from wrong. They're not doing that to make society a better place. They're doing that to empty your brain so that you have no resistance to the slave mind programming. They want yeah. to get you to a point where if they tell you the sky is green, yeah. you look at with your own eyes yeah. and you see blue, but no, the sky is mm -hmm. green. That's what they want. So that you have to have nothing in your brain that can prevent that. If you have God, if you have no, I believe this is right point. and wrong. Yeah. If yeah. you have personal responsibility, if you have self-accountability, mm -hmm. if you're a person who sticks up for what he believes, all that's bad to them. They want all of that gone yeah. so they can tell you the sky is green. This may be a loaded statement because I don't fully understand what I'm talking about, but maybe the Christians, the legit Christians and the Muslims should get together, you know, for political purposes. Collab stream? <laughs> is that... They're going to collab? They need to get together and join forces and be able to, you know, really stand for traditional values. Even doesn't, because it truly doesn't matter if you're following the Quran or you're following true biblical principles. They're very similar. And there's a lot, of, there's enough similarity that we can stand together to, to create traditional solid values in a I don't want to cut her off, but actually, I think that's a very fair point. Wait. Okay, I don't want to cut her off, but I think that's a very fair point. Because actually, there's something, there's some basis for that in the Quran. Where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I don't know the exact ayah or what it exactly says, but I'm going to paraphrase a little bit. He says, basically, come to like, you know, uh, some kind of agreement with the people of the booker. Kind of get together and what you guys agree upon. You know, that, that you worship one God alone and so on and so forth. And I think there is some basis to what she's saying. Um, but at the same time, I don't think the, the, the differences are minimal enough for us to be able to band together. Because, I mean, what are you really fighting for? Let's, let's, let's question that. What are you fighting for? Are you fighting for the freedom of religion? Let me tell you why that's, that's problematic, especially from an Islamic perspective. Because you're, you're fighting to have the freedom to believe what you want within a non-Muslim uh, system. Islamically, we're not really supposed to live in a non-Muslim system or a non-Muslim world. You can, if need be, which, you know, today's day and age, that's what we have. But to be fighting for the right to, what, belief, 
what you believe within a non-Muslim world and to get together with Christians and Jews and, and everyone who actually has different beliefs for that purpose. That's, I don't want to say half-assed, but that's kind of, I think that's a useless battle to be completely honest because that, that aims to just be living here under non-Muslims forever. And what's going to happen 30 years from now, hundred years from now, they're going to do the same exact thing. They're going to continue to progress with their secular liberal um, ideology and their, their, their left-leaning political beliefs. And we're going to just be left in the dust, religiously speaking. And they've already got this far. Think about it. They've already gotten so far to make us secular. Do you know how big that is? They have made us secular. They have divided our religion from the state, from the laws, from the practices. They've divided our religion already. So what are you asking for? Oh, please don't take away. What are you fighting for? Uh, please don't take away my right to believe that homosexuality is a sin. Is, is that how bad it's gotten? Then think about what they did the past 100, 200, 300 years when they were secularizing the religions. There's a reason. There is a reason why Muslims think that, you know, believing in God, worshiping God is just praying and fasting and that's it. That's not all it is. You have an entire way of life given to you by God. You have to obey God every step of the way. Every decision you have in life, you must be asking yourself, what decision would please God? What decision would displease God? That's how we need to live. But unfortunately, we can't fully live that way in the West. And I think that's the, the bigger conversation that needs to be had. And culture again, instead of all this fucking madness that's turning, sending us down the toilet. Tate's sitting here shitting on Christianity. If he really cared about those values, he would look around and say, who can I align myself with? Who can I, who can I align with to make sure that these values that we save society together? I understand why. Like, the thing is, though, I understand exactly why he's saying it. I hope his next step in his, in his evolution is to say, and maybe this isn't in the Muslim religion. I don't know. There's a, I know shit. In the Islamic it religion. is to come it, his next step as a Muslim is to say who can we align ourselves with to create the world that we believe we want even if we, they aren't they don't prescribe no, to I, our religion and and you know what maybe this religion it's like if you're not one of us like everybody's everybody's burning in hell no I, I hear both sides I, I definitely do but um from what I take from what he's saying is like if he has to pick a religion he's gonna pick to a religion that actually I'm past sticks that. to the I'm belief past that. I'm talking about what's next like getting these religions yeah, together you. you know collab like, stream collab yes collab yeah and and it's they're trying to program us all into slaves and it's I, scary. I remember when i was in my undergraduate days and i was uh reading a particular book by this guy called jeremy bentham who became like you know the spiritual forefather of js mill who is the father of like social liberalism of today and i remember reading this because it was so powerful because it linked to something i read in the quran he said that you know you have two gods he said you have the god of pain and you have the god of pleasure and i thought this is so interesting. The Quran states, you know, Have you seen the one who takes his own desires as a God? Yep. And because now there is no transcendental force that we can look up and, and as you say, venerate, now we're forced to be slaves to the system, yep. we're, to our own desires. Or, I mean, the Quran has another verse which I think is so powerful and it connects very well with what you're saying. It says, God darab Allahu mathalan. Rajulan, that God has struck a parable of a man. That he's got many different slave owners. And another kind of man who's only got one slave owner. He's, God is basically telling us in the Quran that you've got one example of one individual 
who's got multiple slave owners and another one with just one, it says, Are they the same? So here, the idea is, as Rousseau said, he's a liberal philosopher, he said that man is born free, but everywhere in chains. This is the order, because if you don't have that God to, to worship, then you're going to end up having to worship to everything else. And the whole part of the Shahada, which you took, which is a Shahada. Holy shit, that's crazy. What's crazy? No, if you if You, you know this already. You came to church with me and, and you heard, I think it was two or three weeks in a row, sermons from JD about idolatry and about worshiping false gods and how they're, they're never going to fulfill you. You're always going to fall short. Nothing's ever going to work. That is exactly the same thing as here. Which kind of proves my point that we have parallels. No, yeah, hundred percent. I definitely see all but the you're, parallels. But oh, but you're, you're bugging out on it again. You forgot. I gotta remind you. I'm gonna take you back and show Pause you the it. recordings of JD talking about that. Listen, no disrespect against your mother, bro. I uh, Allah bless her. I don't even know if I can say that to um, people who are not Muslim, but. What I want to say here is that you said, oh, wow, that's crazy, because in the Quran, it's made very simple, whereas in Christianity, when you're going to church and you have a pastor and he's giving sermons and he's talking about things and he's linking it to maybe his day-to-day -day life experiences or someone that he's talked to and their experience and stuff like that, it's not the same. It's not the same as when God is speaking you directly through these verses, bro. That's why when Muhammad Hijab is just mentioning something from the Quran, it's already making you say, whoa, like, damn, that, that, that's crazy. Yes, it is crazy, bro. So again, no disrespect to you, Mo. But just something to think about, bro. Yeah, 100%. And especially, like, I, I don't want to take it too deep, but think about it like this. There are two aspects to worshiping God. There's, you know, praying to, believing in, and, and, and all that stuff. And then there's obedience. In Islam, if you, you know, pray to God, but you don't obey him, and you obey somebody or something else instead of God, knowing that you're taking them over God, then that person, I'm speaking generally here, can't be a Muslim. They're not a Muslim. But in Christianity... If you believe in the sacrifice of Jesus Christ and you believe in the Trinity, and, and I'm speaking generally again here because like uh, there's different um, denominations, but generally, if you believe that stuff, that's enough for you. You will go to heaven just based on that. You can obey Willy Wonka and his chocolate factory if you want to, bro. You can obey anyone. You can obey your desires. You can obey whatever, as long as you believe in Jesus and his, his sacrifice and the Trinity, you're good. You're going to heaven. In Islam, it's not that clear. It's not that simple. Actually, it's more clear, but it's not that simple. The reason is because we need accountability as human beings. Who is holding you accountable? If all you need to do is believe and you're going to heaven, then where's the accountability? And, and this is the question, because I don't know, I don't know their beliefs, but to Sonny and his mom, just think about this question. First, let me say the Islamic stance. If a person is a Muslim and they commit a sin against someone else, you know, like they, they murder somebody, and then later they repent and, and, and they want to be better, if they genuinely repent to be better, Allah will forgive them. But the person that they killed, they will owe something to them on the day of judgment to make it fair, to make it right. That's how just Islam is. 
that Allah is so merciful he can forgive you, but you still may owe a debt to that person unless they forgive you as well, right? And that's a whole other level of, of, of beautiful you know, forgiveness in Islam if another Muslim is willing to forgive you, right? In Christianity, it doesn't matter who you killed. It doesn't matter what happened. Even if it was another Christian, to be fair, both those people will be in heaven, generally speaking, uh, especially going based on the Catholic view, if they believe in Jesus Christ as sacrifice in the Trinity. Do you think that is something that is fair? Do you think that is something that, that allows Christians to hold themselves accountable? Or do you think it's better that in Islam, for example, we have uh, sayings of the companions of the Prophet, like hold yourself accountable before you're held to account by Allah. Just think about that. And I hope they react to this, inshallah. Yeah, and bro, his mom saying that there's parallels in the, the Bible and in the Quran. Listen, if you read the Quran, uh, God says very clearly that... Oh, no, I don't need a cough yet. <laughs> no, I do. Uh, God says very clearly the Quran is just the final testament okay then you had the old testament which was the torah you have the new testament which is basically the bible nowadays then you have the final testament which is the quran the quran is coming in literally saying exactly what was said in the torah exactly what was said in the bible and the gospel in what jesus was coming with but you know what it's been altered it's been altered, it's been changed. That's why God has come back. And I've said this multiple, multiple, multiple times. It's like the telephone game. You know, you, you say something in someone's ear and then you have to go around. They have to keep saying it in the other person's ear in a circle. And then by the time I get to you, if, if it's changed, if it's no longer the same message, okay, game over, you start over, right? But if it's the same message, then that's it, you're done. You're done, okay, the, the game's done, right? God's been trying to do that since day one. All right, now, when God sends a message, if it's changed, then God comes back with the message to another group or just another person in general. Right, this is why you've seen what you've seen. And if you actually look into Islam, if you look into the Quran, this is God bringing back the same message, but this time it's the last time that he's bringing it back. He's bringing it to the Prophet Muhammad and the Prophet Muhammad is known as the, basically the, I think it's the, the prophetic seal. He is the last prophet. He is the final prophet. And what this means is that if he is the final one, then he, not only did he complete the message, but it means, <coughs> means it hasn't been altered since the, the time that it's come into this reality. I just take that, just really take that and do your own research with it, bro. No, you liked it. You came home point. and you talked about it in the middle of the week. You, you remember, I remember you saying you were thinking about it. It's an excellent point. 
It is. I just think, especially like a lot of regular churches, it's just like I don't get anything out of it. The, yeah, the church we went to you back like home JD. was good. Yeah. yeah, I know, but like for the most time, like most of the time, it's just like some old ass dude reading reading something that you can't even hear him. Well, and then you got to stand know. up and you got to sing your songs, and it's just like what? Do, like what? Am, I didn't gain anything from this spiritually. Could have read a book and 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 had more right, insight. Right, but but to look at it and understand, and it, as you get older, you understand that that's just one experience of it. No, oh, yeah, I'm and, sure. That there's some... You know, and that's why I'm on the hunt for the right church here in Florida. And I've been to three so far because they're all different. And you got to find the one that, that gets you where you're trying to go with it. But yes, sitting and listening to a crusty 99-year-old man may be a great experience. But it gets, it gets a little, it gets a little uh, boring sometimes. And I don't know. I had Okay, quick point. I think I think she, it's it's very fair for her to understand that it can get boring sometimes. And 100%, it's not always going to be fun. I don't think religion is always supposed to be something that is fun. It's supposed to be something that is true, that is that gives you contentment, that is uh, endearing, that is spiritually lifting. But it's not always going to be fun. But at the same time, um, she said something, and I don't want to play like you know semantics, but I think it's important to call it out. She mentioned that basically she's trying to go to the right church that that's bringing her to where she wants to go. But I think that's problematic because now the, the focus is on you and what you want. So if you go back to the ayah in the Quran, have you seen the one who takes uh, you know, their desire as their own God? How would you not be falling? And not her specifically, because I think everyone is like this, generally speaking, in the West. How are you not making your desires your God? You're saying, I want to get to this destination. Let me find the means that will bring me there. Why are you not saying, let me find the truth. Let me find what God wants from me. Let me obey what, whatever uh, it is he sends down. And if that's Islam, that's Islam. If that's not, it's something else. If it's Christianity, okay. But let me find the truth with evidence and rationality and logic and proof. And then let me follow what God wants from me. That is how we need to be as human beings because we are not the, 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 the main point. We're not the object. Uh, we are the subject. I, I found Catholicism, I love it as a culture because we're Italian and I love the gold and the glitz of it. But I also find found it to be like very disconnecting from God and very like, he says God should be feared. And I'm like, that's what they did. And I didn't, it didn't do anything for me. I like the God that like wants to sit down next to me and get me through my shit. And that's where I, what I found with the Baptists. So I'm um, interesting. This is interesting because I like learning more about the Muslims. Let's see what else they got to say. We've got two minutes. <laughs> The, the, the true meaning of that, la ilaha illallah, is that there is no God worthy of worship except for one God. Yep. Which means that your, des your desires or the system or these people that want to control us, they are, the problem is they're not worthy of worship. The only one worthy of our sub subordination and submission is the creator of the heavens and the earth. There's no one else. I agree. And it's... it's Sounds it's, like a question. I, I completely agree. And I've agreed with this for the longest time. You know, I've never been to like a music concert. Mm. And people ask me why, and I said, I just look at it and I feel embarrassed. I look at someone up on a stage <laughs> dancing around, and I look at hundreds of thousands of peasants in the crowd. <laughs> just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, it's embarrassing. I feel cringe. It's like secondhand embarrassment. Yeah. When I see these festivals and everyone's losing their mind or these music concerts. I what did I tell you after I went to Rolling Loud in New York City? Oh, you, I think you said it was like you just felt like a, an NPC. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. 
I said I felt like a bot after seeing Cardi. And I told you, going to festivals and stadiums sucks. It's no way to see music. Going to a club and theater shows, it, you're really taking in a d- different level of entertainment that is very much more personal. So he's not wrong in, in, in half the cases. No, not at all. Genuinely feel embarrassed for the people who go because to me, that is a form of worship. Like, yeah. you can listen to the music at home for free. You're like, you don't have to wait in that line and stand out in the cold. Like, I, I don't know. Perhaps it was a bit extreme, but I've always known that they're trying to give us false idols to some degree. And when I speak to atheists, atheists, they go, oh, I don't believe in God. But they, they've signed up so hard to the liberal woke agenda. They're yeah. as religious as anybody, but they're just believing in the wrong things. They're believing in degeneracy and they're believing in the work of the devil. So humans always need something to believe in. And it's a great thing you said about your own desires. It's like one, one guy I was talking to since my conversion says, it's interesting that somebody with everything, all the Western world, yeah, everything, yeah. everything somebody w- could want exactly. has now converted. And I said, yeah, because even before my conversion, I understood that hedonism is a black hole mm. and you can never fill it. Mm-hmm. You're never going to be able to have enough girls to be happy with girls. You're never going to be able to have enough money to be happy with money. You're never yeah, going to yeah. be, be able to you know, drink enough to be happy with drinking. Like It's a black hole, and you can pour endless things down it, but you'll never fill it up, and you need to have some degree of self-restraint. And I've always been a very disciplined person. I've never made mistakes. But certainly, yeah, the higher power is, is, is going to give you more satisfaction in your heart than endless, I, endless insanity. So do you have any final thoughts for, for Andrew Tate converting to the Islamic faith? know i i just wish he would be easier on christians because you know we're out here and not all of us are uh just npcs in the christian world some of us are are working hard to what's be the good opposite Christians? of an npc a main character yeah some of us are main characters out here trying to trying to trying to change things and trying to make the world a better place slow down on the generalizations because it's just as unfair as me saying that muslims are all terrorists it's just as ignorant. Like, I do agree with him about a lot of the way, like, the Christian faith is, where it's just not followed to, like, the extent that Muslims follow the Islamic faith. Thank you guys so much for watching. Make sure to join the Discord in my bio so you can post stuff for us to react to. And I also have some of my free social media tips there for you to check out. All right. Firstly, I want to say that, again, generalizations, I personally believe generalizations are, are okay if the thing you're saying is generally true. Right. And that goes back to the example with the humans in the hands I gave before. Um, it's not exactly fair. Um, it's not equivalent, um, you know, saying that all Muslims are, are, are terrorists or whatever, because it's not generally true. To say that Muslims, you know, generally believe in God, okay, that would be absolutely true. To say the same about Christi- Christians, okay, that's absolutely true as well, because it is generally true. Will you find one weirdo that says, I'm a Muslim, but I don't believe in God? you'll find that person. The same thing with Christianity. You'll find that person, but it's not generally true. Um, but I do want to say, I, I, I think his mom has a very, very good heart. I think her heart's in the right place, but I think she's making the mistake of, you know, going, going, to, going to the doctor. No, actually, that's, that's a fair mistake. I think she's making the mistake of going to a lawyer because she has a toothache. You know what I mean? She wants this spiritual connection. She wants the God where she can go and she can, you know, basically plead to and pray to, and it's going to give her contentment. It's going to give her a good community. It's going to give her a good feeling, sense of belonging, and it's going to be the truth. But she's going to Christianity. And I think that with all due respect, time and time again throughout history, it's been demonstrated that Christianity is just not that. It's mainly been a political thing. And the only religiosity that, that it has is some kind of spiritual you know, Jesus died for my sin and that's very beautiful and I'm going to pray to God and then I'm going to go live my worldly life and basically forget about it till the next time I need to pray to God. 
for most people it's become that Islam does not allow that to happen for Muslims Islam does not allow that to happen for Muslims you will find Muslims that don't practice um, you will find Muslims and I'm trying to say that there aren't Muslims that you know that don't practice Islam what I'm trying to say is that in Islam you have statements of the Prophet for example peace be upon him where he said that basically uh, the 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 border, the bridge between belief and disbelief is leaving your prayer. If you leave your, your five daily prayers, then are you even a Muslim at this point? And that's a very, very bold thing to say. But it keeps Muslims in check that I need to continue to practice this religion. So I genuinely think what she's looking for, she will find it in Islam. And I think that her and her son, they should both go to Friday Jummah and they should listen to the khutbah and they should look at the Muslims and engage with the Muslims. And I genuinely think they, they'd find a huge spiritual hole being filled, inshallah. No, inshallah. It's beautiful that you actually got to that point because I, I wanted to bring it back to this point. Where it's like, I, I invite both Sonny, <coughs> damn, what is damn cough, Sonny and his mom to look into Islam, come to Islam. I, and I'll end it with this beautiful story. Uh, because she's she's talking a lot about her emotions and and what she wants to feel when she goes into this church and how she wants to be um have this god that's there for her like sitting next to her helping her get through things i'm not even gonna say anything on that but just think about this okay in islam there's a story where one of the companions of the prophet peace and blessings be upon him he went to do hajj and hajj is a pilgrimage it's something that is uh, obligatory upon every single muslim before you die okay now his mother was paralyzed now the mother in islam is like the rank that she has is just the top of the top because the prophet muhammad peace and blessings be upon him he was asked like who's the most important person in this world he said your mother and they're like okay who's the second most important person in this world he said your mother and they said oh. <laughs> okay who's the third person he's like your mother and there's and then they're like all right but who's the fourth person he's like your father so the mother is is held to such a high degree and not just the mother but women in general all right but the point i want to make is the mother the mother is held to a very very high degree in islam it's literally said that the the gates of heaven are at the feet, like the footsteps of our mother. So if, if our mother is pleased with us, that's a very good sign that God is also pleased with us. Okay. Now, with that being said, in the story, this companion's mother, she was very, very sick <coughs> and she couldn't she couldn't walk. Okay, she couldn't walk. She was so sick she couldn't walk. So what he did is he put her on his back and he performed hajj he performed the pilgrimage around the kaaba which is the the sacred holy house in mecca okay he he performed this seven times and if you actually look into it hajj like this is not an easy thing it's not just like doing like a circle of no no it's it's a lot that you have to do it's not just going around the, the sacred house, the Kaaba, right? So he did it seven times and he went to a scholar and he asked, 
He said, have I fulfilled the rights upon my mother by putting her on my back and doing Hajj seven times with her on my back? <clears throat> the scholar said, not even this much. Not even this much of your rights upon your mother did you fulfill. So that goes to show, like, not only the status that our mothers have in Islam, but just, just the beauty of it all, you know? So, like, if she's over here talking about um, she wants this to, like, be the best fuel for her, she wants God to, like, really, you know, be next to her and help her get past, like, what's going on in day, like, look, look at this story. Like, God is putting the highest of value on you, on you as the mother. Like, is that not more beautiful than anything you've ever heard before? And if it is, okay, don't worry about it. Disregard. But if it isn't, if this is something that's very beautiful, then I highly, highly invite you and your son to come come to Islam. Look into Islam. Do what Rami said. Go to a khutbah. Listen to what's being said. Ask questions. Listen to the recitation of the Quran. Because that's that's where the beauty is. Alright, and I'm gonna end it there. You know, God bless you and your son. Allahumma Amin. And with that being said, Allahumma atala fi dunya hasana wa fil akhirati hasana wa kina adabinar. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.